Hey, this is Alana from the Holland Project in Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar, the Nar Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit poppy. And we are back with a fresh episode after a couple weeks off. Yeah, because we both went on vacation. Yeah, it was great. You know, spring break. Had a couple weeks off work. So uh, me and the lady went on a very long road trip. We, we yeah. went down to Vegas, spent a couple days there with her parents, and then hung out with uh, some friends. Shout out to Nicole and Todd. Mm. And then went to Phoenix and hung out with my brother, and his family, the t- he's got the twins. They're about to be five, so they were super excited to like. They just moved into a new house, so they like, showed us, you know, gave us tours and showed me you know, all their stuff and everything. And they had never met uh, Samantha in real life, only on video calls and stuff because <laughs> of COVID. So yeah. that was cool. Spent a day there, and then went to LA. Spent three days in LA. Uh, like stayed downtown. Got to go out a little bit because it was like right when everything first opened, so no mm-hmm. place was doing anything inside. But saw, you know, went down to Long Beach, saw the fine Marshall, hung out in uh, L.A. with uh, Samantha's brother, and then hit up Katie and Damien mm-hmm. and saw them. Did talk to Grayson, didn't get a chance to see him or Lauren, but salute to you guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. And then the last night drove to Big Bear. And stayed there for the for a night before driving home. Yeah, it's funny because we went to L.A. too. <laughs> yeah, just like, like the, the next week, the right? Next, the next week. So we had a good drop off. Uh, the lady's mama, because she went to Mexico. So uh, she was going with like her aunt or whatever. So it was like a little excuse for a trip. And we stayed in L.A. too. And it's funny, we stayed in the same spot. and Not on purpose. Not on but purpose. Just like it just happened. That accidentally energy. ended that, up through circumstances staying in the exact same hotel yeah and yeah so you know it was good to get out shoot some street photography um it was good um i haven't really walked that much in a while you know because i'm always inside or just with the baby and things like that and like yeah like every morning i'd wake up walk three miles take photos come back and super early while the lady and the baby were still asleep it's la it's warm you know that was the other thing like it was snowing the day we left here Mm-hmm. and vegas was like it was in the 60s it wasn't too warm but it was still nicer than here mm-hmm. but like when we got to phoenix it was like 78 degrees like super nice and then la was like 70 mm-hmm. like the day we went down to long beach it, like the weather couldn't have been more perfect like we walked yeah. around all day in long beach went down to the beach it was great yeah i took leia to uh santa monica pier and just you know 
uh, took her to the ocean and just chilled in the sand. She definitely loves the sand. And, uh, yeah, just came back. Just a nice three, four days. Get out of Reno. I need it all the time. <laughs> all the time, but, you know. Well, we want to give a special shout-out to all of our listeners out there. Mm-hmm. There's been more of you lately. Uh, if you are listening, if you have a challenge, share the podcast with a friend. You know, whatever you want to do, send them an email or just a link. Yeah. And uh, share our hilarity with everyone else because we could use more of it in the world. Yes, because, uh, you know, the algorithm, Skynet, you know, we're always in a battle. <laughs> right. Even though if push comes to shove, we will go on the Skynet side. <laughs> Save us, Skynet. Yes. <laughs> I haven't pleaded with Skynet for a while. No. Well, but Sky- Skynet's been fucking super creepy lately. Um, <laughs> oh, way creepy. We were, like, talking about getting a new mattress and... All of a sudden, all I'm getting are fucking mattress ads Lo and behold. on Instagram and Facebook and same with my girlfriend. And I'm like, did you search new mattresses? And she's like, no. I'm like, I haven't searched for new mattresses in three years since I bought my last one. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing these ads mm-hmm. on YouTube. I'm like, you fucking... They're, they're always listening. Always listening. The man is always listening. <laughs> trying to make that buck. Capitalism at its finest. Or being... It might, you know, it might not be the man. It just might be Skynet, the computer. Yeah. I feel like we've given Skynet like a female, like identified her as a female. Yeah, because she's hard body karate, like without <laughs> without a doubt. You know? Our future computer o- overlord is Skynet, and her name, and she's a female. Mm-hmm. Miss Skynet. Miss Skynet. If you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here for a purpose this week. Yes. <laughs> Besides this attack shit. We have a guest. <laughs> we have a very special guest. It's ironic because weren't we supposed to have you on last year right before COVID happened, I feel like? Yeah. And then we canceled because COVID. the world stopped. <laughs> but here we are a year later. We have Haley Hoff, creator of Hoff Goods, uh, artist, someone I've worked with several times in the past. But welcome to Up in the Mix. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I like Skynet as a female badass, by the way. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but in my head, I'm like, eh, it's, it's probably... Uh, it probably is a girl, because she's, she's trying to care for us. Yeah. But, you know... But it's just, too much. It might be too much. Helicopter mm-hmm. momming, maybe. Yes. Yeah, because in, in my head, I ultimately feel like Skynet is, is good. It's not the evil Skynet from Terminator. <laughs> it's more of a like, you guys are fucking up, so we're going to help you, Skynet. Mm-hmm. Not like you guys are fucking up, we're going to kill you, Skynet. Just, just erase you. Yeah. yeah. The male <laughs> Skynet would just like fucking kill everyone. Yes. The female one's like, I'm going to help you. Give you guys a second chance. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. help you help yourself. Empower you. <laughs> yeah. These are some deep takes. I like it. And we spend a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're philosophizers as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gentlemen and scholars that's how we that's how i we can roll. tell i'm already overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> well not to overwhelm me more but yeah. next up we've got our question of the week this is, this is the hard body this is, one okay hit and me this, with the hard body right at the top are you a baseball it. fan Haley? oh mm, i'd like to play it but i don't follow it okay, okay. i was listening to the giants game the other night and the announcers the giants announcers are great as they tend to do commented on people in the stands and they were like, this guy was eating a hot dog. And he was like, that guy is putting ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. He must be from Chicago. That's, <laughs> that would never fly in Milwaukee. <laughs> I was like, what? The hot dog in the Midwest <laughs> is like, there's like no ketchup sometimes at all. That's why he was and judging if, him. And if you ask for ketchup, they look at you like side-eyed. So the question is, hmm. what condiments do belong on a hot dog in your book? Oh, 
this is a fun question to start with. Ketchup, yes, but I could go without. But ketchup, mustard, and um, I'm kind of a heavy hot dog girl. I like the diced onion and pepperoncinis. Pepperoncini. Nice. I'm not, I'm not a pickle girl, so no relish. No, get the fuck out of here. That's why you got the pepperoncinis, right? <laughs> exactly. There. Like you I flip need it. to have something a little pickled, but not pickles themselves. Yeah, yeah I like super finely chopped pickle. I, mm. I don't like the texture of eating a pickle, but I like the sure. flavor. And your electrolytes. Yeah, the pickle juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like you? that salty juice. <laughs> so me, just like kind of like classic, you know, mustard, mayo. Um, I mayo on a hot dog? A little bit sometimes. On the buns or do you yeah, put on it on the top? Buns. What? Well, well it's, uh, it's also because in Mexico with the Mexico <laughs> hot dogs, they I do and they put mayo yeah. and that helps. And so it's like the butter mm. when they grill it. Because you know mayo's all fat and everything too, but they use that. I don't know. I know. I don't eat mayo. Yeah, <laughs> I love mayo. But, I can't. And then in Mexico, though, you know, with the bacon wrapped, there's some of them that have mm. their little nacho cheese that they do, like a spicy one, and they have like all kinds of peppers, so like jalapenos, habaneros. It's it's a different. It sounds thing. like a, like sounds the old school Seven Eleven hot dog. Yeah. Like so plus like, bacon and like a souped up version of that. Yeah. So like for me, it could go a bunch, but like classically, just like mustard mayo. Um, I do like the onions as well. I'm a fan, mm. of, a fan of the onions. So if you got, if I got a chance, some, some caramelized onions, you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That takes more time. Caramelized you know? onions though are my shit now. Like, mm. I, I I'll have that on anything pretty much. Yeah, it's like a little sweet, you know, still a little yeah. onion e a little bit. Even the texture changes to be. Mm-hmm just right as soon as the sugars start doing their thing mm-hmm. yeah great now i want a hot dog yeah <laughs> that's the thing i don't really eat hot dogs because i always joke they're made from lips and assholes from yeah. pig but yeah. yeah a nice barbecued hot dog with some i just like ketchup and mustard mm-hmm. like one on each side mm-hmm. and then maybe if there's some onions around i'll put some onions yeah. on but that's well, bacon wrapped is good though too mm-hmm. news for you i gave up meat a couple of years ago and dun, i still dun, have dun. hot dogs um that's like your vegetarian ones. Okay. Okay. CC's in town, RIP, used to serve vegan hot dogs mm-hmm. there that were incredible. And they're just like Field Roast is the brand. Mm. So if you want All right. one and you don't want to eat a butthole. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm. you know what? I didn't think of this. Vegan hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll holler at that. Yeah. Because I used to do like the chicken sausage now. Or... Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Because I uh, remember back in the day, Calvin sausages. Uh, that were yeah, Link, yeah, Link, the, Lincoln Lounge, the first food truck, you know, mm, to kind of, yeah. and they're from the Midwest too. So, but yeah, and chicken apple, mm-hmm. it's it's the jam. God, okay, mm. well I know exactly what I'm eating as soon as I leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the thing, and I was like, huh, we should ask that for a while, get people's opinions, because mm-hmm. a hot dog is not something I feel like people eat often, but everyone has like their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such an American thing, a staple. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Haley. Uh, you're the guest today. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? I'm from here. I'm a Reno native, born and raised. Um, my family goes back as Reno natives to Uh-oh. some degree. Not really. My mom's from South Africa, but my dad's family's roots are in Tahoe. So I feel like mm. I'm pure blood, kind of. <laughs> Nevada, not really. Like I just said, my mom's from Africa, so not pure blood at all. But <laughs> been here a while. <laughs> Your genes have been here a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got deep roots, as yeah. they say. Mm-hmm. What high school did you go to? Reno High, Huskies. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. You guys are both from Reno, right? Yes. Yeah. I, well, we went to Reed. Esports. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I know your type. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment and an insult. Yes. 
<laughs> and you made your way over to Reno, huh? How'd it feel um, going from Sparks to Reno? I mean, it's I, been yeah. 12 years since I left Sparks, and I haven't leave. looked back. So <laughs> I hate fucking, like, my brother lives there in his family in my parents' old house, and I still, mm-hmm. like, don't mm-hmm. really like going over. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Sparks, why? Yeah. yeah, I'm still in Sparks, you know, at Mama Bear's house. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's just like uh, once I get back to Sparks from Reno, it's like it feels like a long trek back in the town if I need to do anything. So well, you're such a Reno guy, like with your Reno photographer, like, like you said in your fantastic intro, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you walk the streets of Reno more than a lot of people. So yeah, it's... well, because like the streets of Sparks is kind of, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be very interesting. <laughs> There's not too much, like even downtown Sparks, you know. Right, yeah. right. And even before everything, you know, it was still pretty chill. Plus, mm-hmm. he did used to live in Reno. Like did, we were yeah. neighbor, Like we both lived like in across Midtown. from Public House. Yeah. So mm. Mm-hmm. For years. <laughs> well, I lived above Shays, so that was pretty risky. Oh, wow. I've always wondered about the people that live above Shays because that would suck. Did it suck? No, it was tight. Were you partying at Shays? <laughs> no. So we lived on the Midtown East side. Because mm. you know how it's like mm. the big yeah. building and there's the, so on that side. So we only like heard people at Shays unless like there was like a metal band playing. Yeah. And then, or okay. in the bathroom. Because, like, how it's set up, that chase, you know, how it gets big at the end, like, towards the back. So, in the morning, sometimes, like, you know, in my little morning office meeting and stuff like that, I, you know, like, man, they're still partying down there. Oh, your little office meeting. That took me a second. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what office? Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah. like, I'm like, yo, they're still partying hard down there. But, you know, it's just like, Shays, it's in the past for me, you know? You know, I've had plenty of, uh, you know, nights to mornings over there, like everybody yeah. else has. And even though I lived above it, like, I still just go to public house. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair. It's Yeah, I think my impression of what it would live like, what it would be like to live upstairs of Shays is just, like, hardcore music and people screaming and potentially fighting until mm-hmm. the wee hours of every morning. But yeah. I'm glad to hear that that's not the case. Because a lot of people don't even know their stuff up there. So that's, yeah. that's like, that's awesome. Because the entrance like, for those apartments is in the back. So there's in one, the there's alley. one in the front right. too, but it's like, it had like a door and like in, the door, you couldn't really see inside of it or anything mm. like that. And like people didn't know, which was good. So nice mm-hmm. little covert operations up there. <laughs> Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reno high. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> nice. Class of 2008. Did you ever leave Reno? Yeah, I lived in Oakland for three years, back in 2015 through 17. How was that? That's yeah. where I'm from. How was, how was it uh, living in the Bay, especially the East Bay? I love it. I want to go back, thinking about going back. Um, yeah, Oakland's a really special mix of culture, beauty. Like I think that the nature there is so nice. Um, I lived right where... Oakland and Berkeley connected along mm. with Emeryville. So like right in that little, they now have a name for it. But Oh, it, yeah? What is it called? Because that's... I'm trying to think. North Berkeley. Like in the hills there? It's like Nobi, I think is what... Nobi? <laughs> I don't know. What the, <laughs> <laughs> my, mom like grew, my mom grew up down there. Like that's my favorite place in the mm. world. So that's funny that... Cool. Yeah, that little pocket between Oakland and Emeryville, Berkeley. My yep. mom lived in El Cerrito right there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's where I lived when I was a kid. It's uh, it's so nice. It's so pretty. And I just feel like, at least when I was living there, everyone I was meeting was like similar age, or maybe not even similar age to me, but like similar mindset. Um, a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, and just people that were like 
coming together to create stuff all the time. It was a really, really cool energy. And so I thought I was only going to come back to Reno just for a minute to find my feet and then just pop back over there. <laughs> and I've been here for three years. So, um, but that's because I found, uh, I met my girlfriend. That's why mm. I stayed. But I do think I'll probably head right back to nice. Oakland sometime. Was it, why did you move there? Was it for work or like your art or? Um, I had always wanted to go to the Bay Area. So that was the main drive. And then I had given myself, or I was trying to get out of Reno's art scene, learn graphic design more officially. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really any agency or shop in Reno that I felt matched what I wanted to try doing. And so I went to Oakland and got a job in graphic design at an agency there. And yeah, also my girlfriend at that time, she had also just moved to Oakland. So we were like moving to be there together. And it was just like, all those things kind of came together at the same time. It was awesome. As they tend to do in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got into graphic design. Is that just a natural? Were you always like an artistic kid? And then you got into graphic mm -hmm. design because of that? Or was it the other way around? Let me tell you about my background. <laughs> no, um, I grew up dancing. My mom's a dancer, owns Nevada Dance Academy in Reno. So she's been teaching dance the whole time I've been alive. And my dad's a photographer. And so the two of them, I grew up in a very artistic space. Um, and I did both of those things, dance and photography for a long time. Most people in Reno knew me as a dancer. That was kind of like my original identity here until very recently. Um, and yeah, in high school, I got really into photography because my dad gave me one of his old cameras and I just couldn't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. So you probably understand. Yes, I was yeah. just fully obsessed with cameras for a long time. And so when I went to college at UNR, I wanted to do photojournalism. So I, I got a degree in journalism and a minor in photography. But in the time that I was doing that, I realized I loved messing around in Photoshop and just like putting graphic blocks like what's essentially graphic design but yeah. I didn't know it at the time um that's what I just kind of became obsessed with doing during college and so I graduated with that kind of journalism photo degree and was like well this is definitely still something I'm interested but I really want to do the graphic yeah like yeah. I want to figure out how to illustrate and design and so I got a job at custom ink after college nice. which mm -hmm. uh, that's another that's another <laughs> podcast episode, but um, <laughs> it's taught me how to we, do. We stuff. know a lot of people that have yes, worked there. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's the funnel for like people that want to be creative and also want to have money right out of college. And there's a <laughs> lot of us that have gone through there and been pushed out. And it's kind of funny. I feel like I have like a support group of friends that are all like <laughs> custom ink Xers. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I realized that custom ink was just not it. They weren't really teaching me graphic design, so I was like. San Francisco's the spot and gave it yeah. a year and went over there. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Reno is always, I always say this, Reno's always last at everything. Yeah, we're, we're pretty behind here. Yeah. And then, you know, that's like one of the reasons I love to travel to like see other things and, mm -hmm. you know, and then finally, you know, after like 10 years, Reno will get something. Yeah, it felt really cool being in a city where it felt like I was maybe not at the top of the trends, but seeing maybe closer to the top and then coming home and no one knew what I was talking about. Yeah. You were like the, in the culture. The things yeah. you were into yeah. were the things that were like popping. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And like, you could tell because I don't know, it was just a very different feeling of feeling like I'm a, a huge pop culture nerd in every way. And I'm like constantly on Twitter and whatever. And to like be in the places where stuff was happening and like the word was beginning was like a really 
wild feeling. And it was also crazy being there during the year that Trump happened. Like it was just <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the election yeah. cycle of that year to be in San Francisco where there was riots and like crazy stuff going on. And I was there to experience. Mm -hmm. It was such a cool, unique experience that I want to continue having. And mm -hmm. Reno, I love Reno to death. It's where my heart is, but I miss that. Like I want to be, I mean, it's one of the, the Bay Area is one of the cultural epicenters of the world. Like, right. And it's so close to Reno, I think people just don't understand that. Like so much of the stuff, the trends and things that are changing our society originate four hours yeah. away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems to take forever just to go over the mountains. <laughs> right. Especially in the winter. Yeah. Like, to, and <laughs> like with so many people here, that like living like from the Bay Area, it's just, I'm like, how do you guys, how many not... It, like I guess people from here don't go down there. <laughs> like yeah. take well, trips down there. A and... lot of people in Reno don't travel in general. That's that's yes. that's what I've you know figured out, and that's why it's so very pop culture here. So that's why people are like oh like when Chick Fil A came or something <laughs> like that. You know. Oh my and god! Yeah. They mistake that for culture. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's you what know? we grew up thinking was culture here. Yeah, oh. and then like, <laughs> like when in and, and out, out came, yeah, and like crispy, everyone's like crispy creams back. Yeah, like, it's a whole thing. Well, yeah. they have like better donut shops here down yes, the street. Like, exactly. Yeah. But like they just love the pop, the very pop stuff that. And like our friends, suburban pop. Yes, yeah, it's like basic. <laughs> yeah, and like Karen, our Karen culture. Yes. And our friends like other things, you know? Totally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like so many of the businesses and stuff that open here, it's like people got that idea from traveling and saw it went to another city and they're like, oh, yeah, that city has that. 10 places like uh, that are barcades or whatever. And like right. Reno gets one and people are like, oh, that's cool. Like, Wow, Reno's so ahead of the trend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like the container park, like the Eddie, you know? Like, yeah. I went to Austin like long time ago, like f 15 years now, I feel. But yeah. like, they had one back then. You know, they had a that's, couple. And like, that's that's why it's good that people move here from other places or people travel. Because like, people I know, like some guys I know who moved here from like Chicago, they started, you know, some of the bars downtown opened up a couple places mm -hmm. and then they influence other people. And that's how, you know, mm -hmm. innovation and change and, you know, the city gets better and the art scene has improved from that cultural exchange of people moving. <laughs> yes. Word. But people get mad because... People don't like that change. Yeah, or they're like, oh, California, everyone's moving from here. Oh, God, the boomers. The California drivers are taking over the streets. No, they're uh, not. Yeah, people here are sh the worst fucking. <laughs> yeah, like you're driving 55 on the freeway, you fucking moron. Like you're that's the one not that's fucking. Yeah, up. in the left lane. Like yeah. get the fuck over. Like it's so funny. I only people I know from here like they'll be like, I I'm not getting over if I'm in the left lane. Like how the speed I'm going is the speed everyone's gonna go. Fuck them. They're like <laughs> that's not that way, how yeah. it's designed, bro. Yeah. Like I've had so many arguments with people like. No, you're supposed to get over. Like, it doesn't matter if you're going 75 or 55. If there's someone faster. If there's someone yeah. faster behind you, just move out of the way. Move, bitch. Mm -hmm. Get out the way. That's yeah. my method. I'm a pretty slow driver, so I can't really participate in this conversation. But Just stay I, in the right. But, like, if you I get over, it, it, yeah, it's like, because, <laughs> like, I mean, I just drove 2,000 miles. And, like, at some points of the drive, we were in more of a rush than others. So, like, driving to Vegas, you know, I was, like, passing lots of cars or just, like, mad. Like, oh, get over. But on other parts where it's like not that big a deal, I'm like mm. staying on the right lane or like letting people pass me if someone wants to pass me, you know, slowing down, moving over, especially on two lane roads where they can see and pass you. It's just general courtesy 
empathy for your fellow man. Yeah, human <laughs> yeah, exactly. It extends yeah. to driving too, people. <laughs> like, uh, people take it personally that someone's driving faster than them. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Like, fuck that person. Yeah. They don't have the same exact speed as me. And you're just driving, you know, from McCarran to 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 Vista. And <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, driving to Salt Lake City. Like, people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so you got into graphic design. Mm-hmm. How did that lead to you doing like you've done art for like a couple of my art shows? Is that something that came naturally from that? Just you being creative and messing around with Photoshop? Yeah, I think I've always also kind of enjoyed pen to paper doodling, but I've never, I never thought I was good at it. Like. I couldn't do something that was technically advanced, but I loved just always all my journals, all my paperwork was always covered in scratch art, if you will. Um, And I think once I learned how to do graphic design pretty well, it was pretty quick and easy for me to take my doodles and make them actually feel like they weren't crap. (laughs) Put them into Photoshop and you add color and texture to it. And all of a sudden it like looks like something cool. Um, So that's kind of where a lot of that came from was just messing around with my, what I had in front of me, which was my doodles and, you know, I I sometimes have a hard time coming up with new ideas and I create a lot of crazy things when I'm not thinking so hard about it. And then I go back and I'll maybe like take a photo on my phone of like some old little weird doodle and then like put some words with it. And all of a sudden it feels like something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of where that started. But I've done, you know, I've, I've tried to advance my skills a little bit more to be more of an illustrator online, like or not online, but digitally. And I think your the, the stuff I did for your shows was hand-drawn but on my like ipad pro okay which i now use and which is help it's forget helpful it's forgiving and like little details of the line work which you know for me makes me feel all, so much more confident but i love doing drawings of like whatever i can find but digitally and yeah <laughs> it's like a whole new yeah. art form really yeah yeah, it's so nice. And it's like now it's crazy. You look at TikTok and Instagram and you see what these kids are doing with these tools that are just on their phone. Mm-hmm. It's so insane. Like I am not going to have a job in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I still have one, honestly, because the graphic design that's just automatically in these apps, you just touch three buttons and it looks better than something I just spent two hours on. It's really <laughs> disheartening, but also so cool. Yeah, like yeah. imagine once those kids grow up and get like formal education and really know all the tools and everything like yeah. what they'll be able to do with that and push totally yeah and then they understand all the technical aspects because uh-huh. sometimes like learning because like i went to school for architecture a little bit and the technical kind of helps you be like all right cool you do it this way but then being creative you could free yourself yeah. you know that's cool and you went to school for architecture yeah yeah no it's interesting i i think like you said it's going to be crazy when um, these kids have the ability to do all what they already can do on their phone, plus now education and more advanced technology. Like I think the world of digital art and graphic design and 3D animation, which is right around the corner, is going to be bananas. And I'm I'm a little scared of it. But um, I've, I'm glad that I've got to exist as an artist in this moment because it's just advanced enough that I'm having a lot of fun feeling like it's really easy for me to whip shit together on my iPhone and like put it out. But I think I'll be good, like stepping out in a couple of years and being like, okay, I had my fun with like screen printing and like, because yeah. I like the romanticism of the like hands on, mm-hmm. right? True traditional art. Like my favorite artists in the world are Keith Haring and um, Basquiat, and I like mm-hmm. watch that what they did. I watch these documentaries and like I'm so jealous that I'm not in that era, but then I'm also very grateful that 
I can do similar artwork that they have, but I have tools that make it quite easy for me to do it and then have access to like printing it much easier mm -hmm. and internet access to like show people much easier. And it feels like a really sweet spot. And I do feel like maybe 10 years down the road, that kind of romantic hands-on stuff will not exist in the same way it does right now. So hopefully it still does. I hope so too. I think I'm just a little bit, I watched that documentary that we all probably watched a couple months ago about what was it called? Social. Oh, media. the social uh, dilemma. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. And that, that plus like what I've seen just in technology advancement in the few years I've been in this career is like, I just don't trust that things are going to be yeah, okay same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in I 10 mean, years. <laughs> especially with like, yeah, some of these people that are leading the tech stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it just feels like every day there's a new headline that makes me feel like, okay, we're just like another day, a step closer to like Mark downfall. Zuckerberg, <laughs> Elon Musk. We know what you're doing. You Taking over the Evil world. genius. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. If there is superheroes, those guys are definitely the villain. Yes, like, come yes. on. Definitely. No one looks yeah. like Elon Musk. It, like, that guy just looks like a supervillain mm -hmm. in a fucking movie. Yeah. And Mark Zuckerberg looks like a dweeb that would, like, be the oh kind of person that you wouldn't expect to be the evil the villain. villain. But he is because he was He's like, got a great origin guy. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all saw the social network. Yeah. Right. That's like the prequel to the whatever exactly into the world it. scenario yeah. he's going to unleash. He's kind of yeah. like the bad guy on Incredibles, the first one. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't oh, know yeah. his name. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Max something? I don't know, but like, yeah, he's just a weenie. And he idolizes all the other yeah, ones. Yeah, and he uses says. technology because yeah. he doesn't have power. Exactly. So tech, tech is his power. I mean, he, he what did he start Facebook to like get back at people who like had started like a rating system? Yeah. yeah like yeah. something super petty and vindictive. Conniving. Yeah, he's, he's a weasel and we all yeah. know it. And yeah. now he's trying to control laws. So. Yeah, like that guy is not on our team. No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's definitely the enemy in this situation. Yeah. And he's going to be the reason why graphic design is going to suck in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> We're pre-calling him out now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. We've been talking yeah. with a lot of artists lately about the fact that I mean, because Caesar and I are creatives, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it kind of gets as a teacher. The thing that makes me sad is I feel like. It's kind of like beaten out of you when you were a kid. Do you think mm -hmm. because your parents were creatives, it it helped you like take this path in life that more people probably mm. would enjoy, but because they don't have an outlet or it's not nurtured when they're younger? Yeah, that's a great question. I do feel like I, you know, my experience has never been one where I felt like I was beaten out of me exactly like what you just said so i i don't know what that feels like and i don't know what other people's experiences were with that but i'm sure that it happens and it's sad and i think just in the education system with them constantly trying to pull back the arts programs like that's step one um on a structural level like people beating it out of you but i think that art is super important i think creative expression is super important and i feel grateful that i have two parents that still to this day prioritize those things over anything else um you know I only imagined myself either dancing or doing like photography as an adult I didn't even consider any other classic business options like, that's <laughs> all you know I think that's awesome because for some people I feel like they don't even consider that something they would do even if they enjoy it for like you know just yeah. to do it let alone to like that's what I'm going to do for a living right and I think it's just I mean it's it's sad yeah, just school, like, it's structured mm. to, like, get the creativity out and just do, like, one, two, three, four, you know, just go kind of down the line. Mm -hmm. And it's just tough because 
you know, like art's and, natural. Yeah, and imagination. Exactly. Like as a as a kid, you're just imaginative and like animals, and you make your own stuff up. And as you start going to school, that kind of goes away. Totally. I'm also really glad that, like I said, I did creative programs in college. So like even in my most structured years of schooling, creativity was still almost always at the top. My first two years of college, though, when it was just getting those hundred level classes out of the way, I failed <laughs> like almost all of them because, well, first of all, I was just having way too much fun socially. Yeah. But As happens. <laughs> yeah. As happens to all of us. Yeah. Preachers yeah. of the choir. Yeah. But I was like, I can't yeah. do math with 300 other people in this class. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and those first two years were really hard for school. But then when I got into the creative stuff, I was like, oh. I'm back in my groove mm-hmm. and I still had to work really hard to learn how to become a journalist, if you will, and like advertising and marketing skills. But it was all business stuff pushing behind creativity, leading the charge, which mm-hmm. is like still how I think. Like I've started my own business, but which is hard for me, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I don't know how to run a business, but I just am like doing everything I can to like push the art out. And that's the whole like motion is like do whatever I can back here to figure out how to like get art going out there i mean that's the that's the process yeah and it's right. it's always tough as like if you're the artist or the creative to do the business side because like mm. we're not wired that way you know no, we aren't no we are and not. that's why like some people are uh successful on instagram because they're business first mm-hmm. and then their art is not that good you know totally and then when there's like a really good artist they don't know how to like sell themselves kind of because they're just there to do art and that's mm-hmm. what they want to do yeah i think the best teams are or, you know, companies are teams of one of each of those types. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's something that I think I really need is structure and someone who thinks very differently than I do because I I don't even feel like I have that brain. Or if I do, it's so Deep fu- in the fuzzy. Back yeah, it's like, so far away. It's in the closet. <laughs> it's really, yeah. Instead of the creativity being pushed away, the structure, down, go, yeah, in, go totally. in the basement. That part of me is still closeted. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but like I know that I could do a really good job with a business partner mm-hmm. and w- us working together. But on my own, I mean, I, I had to stop doing my I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but yeah. So I was working for myself for a couple of years doing my own brand and my own artwork. And then um, by a certain point, I just got a little too overwhelmed and too anxious and too stressed out to like feel creative. And that felt really scary. It was like all of a sudden the overwhelm of the business parts of it and needing to keep my books up and all these things that are just really challenging for me made my brain just feel wiped out. Like the creativity was gone. I was it just takes a, it away. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're yeah. doing two jobs. Yeah. I was just a bundle of anxiety. Yeah, it's two jobs and it's two different parts of the brain. So, and usually when one is working, the other one isn't. So it's Mm. hard to juggle both. Yeah. So is that Hoff Goods? Is that how that came about? Yeah. So Hoff Goods started after I'd been freelancing for a little bit, just kind of doing my own work as an independent artist. And then I wanted to start making my own stuff because, you know, working as a freelancer, you're doing design and creative creative work for other people all the time and at a certain point I was like I want to make my own stuff Um, and I just started making stickers of my artwork that I was making on the side and just for fun and was surprised that they started selling really well Um, so that just like lit a fire under my ass and I was like okay uh, if people are going to buy these stickers like what else will they buy Yeah. and bada boom bada bing I was like okay (laughs) I'm going to make an LLC I've got a business (laughs) like let's go Um, so then Hoff Goods uh, came about back in summer of 2018. Yeah, and I did that full time for a year and a half, two years, a year and a half, and then I 
picked up another job, but I've been running it the whole time in the background and currently putting some new fresh blood and energy into it. So nice. it kind of went dormant there for a little bit, but we back, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, you with the pop culture thing you're talking about, like your a lot of the stuff you had on there was very pop culture centric for Reno, mm-hmm. which is I think what people really liked about it, which you know I liked about it. it yeah. They're clever, kind of funny, but also like had a certain style to them. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I was starting to make those Nevada pieces when I was still living in Oakland, and I made them just because I was kind of homesick and like playing with Nevada stuff just for fun. Um, and then yeah a ton of people in Nevada started buying them. And when I decided to move back to Reno, it was a really weird moment in my life. And I just kind of made that decision really quick. The reason I came back was because I was like, I think maybe I can start a business in Reno because everyone in Reno is buying my stuff. So that's kind of also how that moment happened for me. And yeah, still to this day, like people really support my Reno and Nevada focused artwork, which makes sense Mm because I also think in this city, up until the last couple of years, there hasn't been a ton of local artists making Nevada-specific artwork, or they are, but it's like kind of cheesy. Um, it's like the same kind of stuff that you would see in the airport at any state. Yeah. Right, it's like, right. The basic. Yeah, the cut and paste that they just put a different yeah. state name over it. So I think I was lucky that I kind of started making stuff right at the moment where people were really starting to buy little knickknacks and things. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of faded a little bit and I've faded out of that era of Hoff goods a little bit. I don't want to be just stuck in this Nevada bubble, but I'm also grateful to be selling to Nevada people because they support me really well. And it's fun to like have energy around what you're making, but I am currently trying to branch out and, you know, still have the Nevada stuff on my website, but not have that be what I'm known for. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. people still are like oh you're the nevada sticker girl <laughs> <laughs> don't know my name but like know yeah. me as that which is a, a compliment but it's still like i want to be known as either an artist or like the hoff goods girl yeah not, <laughs> not yeah. just the nevada sticker not girl. very pigeonholed yeah mm-hmm. so we're just currently trying to you know like push out the edges and slowly but surely see what people are interested in buying from me or supporting me in and you know this shirt i'm wearing is my most recent thing and people are digging it so it's just been fun trying to like, yeah. Trying to push, push those out. boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Just a little bit. I don't want to like freak people out. Like I, you know, my Instagram specifically has been Nevada stuff, but also just like whatever I've been experimenting with, but it's been very art focused. I haven't shown a ton of me on there. I haven't shown a bunch of inspiration or like other stuff about my life on there until very recently. Um, and, you know, since working at Blackbird, my other job, which is a weed based company, or I should say it's in the cannabis industry. Um, (laughs) I've become more comfortable speaking about smoking weed a lot and like my passion for weed and the industry at large and just like plant medicine, mushrooms, all of it. And so I've really started to lean into that and bring that into my Hoff Goods gear Yeah, because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I want to be doing. And I've been scared to because I was like, oh, my like suburban Reno crowd is Won't not going like to be it, stoked yeah. to see all of a sudden it's like Hoff Goods says smoke weed. Yeah, They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Get that peanut butter and mushroom sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also have been like talking about being a queer person on there more, which I think also, you know, might be pushing people a little bit. Especially right, the right. suburbs. <laughs> yeah. suburbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a different audience. than The people that love my Nevada stickers are not going to love my queer smoke pot shit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I've lost a lot of followers and that's totally fine. I think I've also gained some new ones and I'm just trying to expand and find whatever that happy medium spot in the Venn diagram is yeah. between those two sides. And yeah. 
it's been an interesting experiment, but you're just settling in your lane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm only just a couple of years in still just trying to figure out what the hell Hoff Goods is and what do I want to do with it? Mm-hmm. And having this space on the, a corner of the internet that's all mine to experiment with this stuff is a really fun social experiment and like art experiment for me, honestly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause you got to put what you love in your art, you know, and who you are. Yeah. Like, ultimately yeah. you know all artists some is self-expression so mm-hmm. the more of yourself is in it yeah the, yeah the honest more honest it is and mm-hmm. and you know people will come around to you like yeah like if you keep doing what you're doing yeah you, people will come eventually yeah because like we always say it takes 10 especially years. in reno yeah it takes 10 like, years to be an overnight success you know <laughs> yeah because oh nobody God. knows that background. Nobody knows right. the, grind. the grind. and nobody. The, the, they just think all of a sudden they you're see the finished product popular right. on the internet, and they're like, "Oh, so lucky," you know. Yeah, and it's just like, nah, made like, one video and it just yeah, no, nah. <laughs> like you don't yeah. know all the background stuff. They don't you know, see the hundred videos before that, yeah, and the two hundred fifty videos that didn't right. even get Make posted. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. gosh, it's so true, and I think. It, uh, it's hard for me sometimes to remember that zoomed out version because like if I post something and it doesn't get a good response, sometimes that depending on where I'm at, that can like knock the wind out of my sails. No, yeah. mm-hmm. Cause I, especially if it's something new that I'm like kind of nervous to put out and see how people are going to take it and it doesn't respond well, or I don't get a good response. I feel like, okay, shoot, like maybe I shouldn't lean into that more authentic expression, which is something a year, two years ago, I was really struggling with. Like I was so anxious about that. And now I'm just kind of like, fuck it. I'm just going to post what just I want. Put it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, you know, life's too short to be caring what people think about your freaking Especially Instagram Especially on the feed. internet. But it's yeah. hard. I mean, as an artist, though, it's hard because you what you're feedback. making is so personal. Yeah. So it's easy if so, if you don't get that reaction to see it as like, you know, a, in some ways, like a rejection of you. Like Totally. Like if you're like, if I'm, you know, reading a poem or something or, or share, you know, something and it's like, I'm unsure about it. Yeah. Like I, I you get that anxiety because mm. you're like, what, how's this going over if mm. there's no reaction to it? Like the people who, you know, I can, when I first started sharing, you know, my poetry and stuff years ago, like I didn't know, you know, you don't know. I'm like, this must not be good. Cause no one's, yeah. but people were, it's just, people don't always share on social media. You sure. know, it's just so funny. People who will come up and be like, Oh, I liked so-and-so. And I'm like, well, why didn't you like it? Right. Like I get I, that I, all the time. Like with yeah. my photos, you know, they're just like, oh, that those last three were awesome. And I was mm-hmm. like, you couldn't even double tap it, you know? Like, I see that's the thing though. I feel the exact same way. People come up to me in person and are mm. so complimentary, and it, thank goodness, like that's what I care about more. But it is hard when you're sitting at home and you're like, ah, like you're looking at those numbers as if that is the only validation. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm I'm even guilty of that. I'm constantly referring to people's Instagram feeds and I'm like not sitting there commenting on each one how much I like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to remember as artists that like uh, those numbers <laughs> don't matter because, you know, uh, I don't know, it's so it's hard, hard though. though. It's so hard. It is hard because like when I put something in like, oh, I love this photo and it gets like 10 likes, you know? Yeah. But then there's something that it's just like, I think it's like, okay, but I just kind of get 150. I get 150. Or unless I put a picture of my baby up because she's adorable, <laughs> you know? But like, yeah. And it's just like, why does everyone like this one when this one is like. I mean, I we have know. to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I tell myself with the podcast, with, you know, looking at the analytics or something, or yeah. be like, oh, I thought that episode was really good. And, you know, it only got, you know, it didn't get any comments. But then you go yeah. and look. And like, oh, that one did really well. Like, that one had a lot of more downloads than the last couple. Yeah. And, you know, there's just, it's a disconnect. 
Totally. But that's what's in front of you is the numbers. And, you know, you're using, but it also proves that it's working because, you know, I'd get discouraged. Like, all right, like, why are we making all this content? Why are we sharing all these things? But then the person comes up to you and is like, hey, like, I loved your radio show last week. Like, it's really good. I listen to you guys every week. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, obviously it worked, but it's like, yeah, those are the interactions that are so validating mm-hmm. for me. Like I was at Magpie last week and some guy I've never seen in my life came up and told me how much he liked the podcast I've been doing for Blackbird. And I was so grateful for that because that is a brand new podcast. We get very, very little response. Like some people listen to it, but like we don't get feedback anywhere. And so I've been feeling pretty discouraged. I'm like, man, I'm putting so much energy and intention behind this new thing. And I feel like it's just being shoved into the void and no one's seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um and just to have like one guy come up to me, <laughs> I was like, oh, who are you? Where'd you find yeah, it? Tell right? me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Give me your background. Who <laughs> are you? What did you think about that joke I made at two minutes? Before, yeah. You know? Like I wanted so much no. from him, but it was just like, yeah. oh, that's awesome to know that someone I've never seen before yeah. like, like, found it. Like for me, remember we did that Dodge for a Cause and that yeah. guy. Yeah, that was. Like Jose, right? Is that his name? Um, I can't. I'm it, was, it, it was a while ago. <laughs> But this guy volunteered for Dodge for a Cause because he listened to our podcast. Like we what had, is Dodge for a Cause? It's a this fundraiser that our, our friends, friends put yeah. on, and we had them on to talk about it. And like someone who we didn't know listened to it, mm-hmm. and like heard about it, and he like went and volunteered. Oh, cool! Because yeah. he had like heard us talk about it on the podcast, or like we yeah. had uh, this artist from Vegas who was in town performing for Earth Day, hit us up. It was like my friend told me about your guys' podcast. I'm going to be in Reno for the day. Like I'd love to be on and, and talk with you guys, and we're just like, what? Yeah, like, we cool. don't we don't even know the friend or nothing, you know. So those little things help yeah. us help us keep going, you know. It's so nice. It's so cool. The internet, like, I've talked a lot of shit about it in the last however many minutes, but like, <laughs> it is such an incredible tool, and I feel mm-hmm. so grateful that like you know to start a podcast is a pretty easy thing to do now. I love making videos. I love doing all these things, and connecting with people on the internet has been a really special and impactful part of my ability to have the confidence to make stuff like i don't know that was kind of your reach is expanded you know like yeah i mean we have a listener in ireland like (laughs) you know like shout out we have listeners all like in these random places in the united states Mm -hmm. and like at first you know it'd be like oh yeah i have a friend that lives there like it's them and like they maybe shared it with a couple but now it's like i have no No idea idea. like Mm -hmm. we're you know i don't know anyone in you know, yeah. whatever random fucking city in Missouri. What's <laughs> like, yeah. loose to you for listening? Yes, yeah. yeah. Cheers to Missouri. Yeah, that's so cool. I, the internet's so crazy. It's uh-huh. it's a good and a bad. Wild. You know? Double-edged sword. Yeah. But like anything else, you know, it's it can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's the, mm. the thing, the internet itself it doesn't have a quality or you know to it or it's not it's doesn't a have a characteristic yeah it's just like you know a hammer can be a tool or a hammer could be a weapon yes you know it's just like anything else but so mm-hmm. tell us about the podcast yes. like you yeah. you and jamel just started this podcast mm-hmm. correct yeah what's yeah. it called we'd like to talk Ooh. look at you with that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> double entendre yes. yeah so it's for blackbird which like i said is a tech company essentially in the cannabis industry and we wanted to expand our marketing efforts because social media is a real bitch in the world of weed they take you down no matter what basically yeah Yeah, so our instagram's been shut down a million times our all of our accounts are shut down so i was like what are some other ways we can access people Mm -hmm. and i've just been obsessed with podcasting so we started a podcast and it's you know a fun look into the world of weed we jamel is my 
coworker he and I host and we're both gay and we're both very outspoken performer types. And so we talk about what's going on in the industry in that moment. Um, in a like 30 to 40 minute podcast, we put it out every other week. Um, yeah, it's really fun. And we've, we've been doing a lot of interviews with, you know, cannabis professionals in all different fields. So like from, you know, people that extract in the chemical, you know, chemists, I should say. Scientists. (laughs) Scientists. Science. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even talk about it. I'm so far away from that world. But um, (laughs) yeah, and then like other industry business owners, um, activists, and we just have some fun. So tune in. Yeah. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere, whatever. You know what? That's the plug. Watch. I don't think I've. I don't, I'm going to do it right now. I don't oh think I've. Oh my uh, gosh! A real life, Look in the that. moment. Yeah. Subscribe. Yeah, we'd like to talk. But yeah, and like we, always, Sean and I always talk about because our nine to fives and everything, like getting together for a couple hours a week, talking to other people. It's just like a release. It's yeah. Just, it's just so awesome to talk about. Like, oh like no. What? There's another podcast we'd like to talk. No, that's me. Is this you guys? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I saw Hal. Hal, yeah. short for Hal and Jamal. Yeah. Okay. That's our little ah, okay. Thing. Threw me yeah. off for a second. I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these other people. Fuck Hal. Unsubscribe. Who's this fucking Hal guy? Yeah. Fuck Oh, that's so good. Yeah, Hal is, you know, what people call me in the streets. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Is that your AKA? AKA. Hal Hoff. I've never really, n- very few people call me Haley. If they do, it's always like Haley Hoff. I've got one of those names. It just, uh, I feel whole, like yeah, I've seen it on like, yeah, flyer, like when, because we DJed something and you mm. DJed before yeah. us. And I was like, oh, yeah, Haley Hoff. Haley Hoff. For like, yeah. you, you know, meetings are like, oh, Haley Hoff's going to be in the art, you know, art show. Like, yeah. It rolls off the tongue. Now. Yeah, it's just a lot of H's. So it's just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> So I tried to short it. And, you know, Hal feels like a yeah. nice adult version of Haley to me. I don't know if it's true, though. Uh, but well, who cares? It's your name. So follow your heart. Follow your heart. I mean, oh. <laughs> like tracksuit poppy didn't just happen overnight no oh, i love that by the way like i it? wear a lot of tracksuits do you also yes and uh now you especially like being a dad it's like mm. a, it's like official are know? they just adidas tracksuits or do you have i have survive? i have some and like there's some where i just have like sweats but they go with like other stuff so mm. they look like a like i could do multiple tracksuits i love that i I'm trying to get into the Hoff Goods tracksuit game. So oh, sign me up. I'll get one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign me up. You know, it's my dream to be like all Adidas tracksuits all the time, but with like one of the chests, like my design, maybe yes. on the back. Uh-huh. That's the goal. I I, sh- I swear to God, <laughs> I was looking at Adidas tracksuits the other uh, day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like uh, when I went to LA, I was at Undefeated and I was already spending a bunch of money, but they have like some tracksuits there and they're tiger camo and stuff. Mm. And I'd be loving that camo life. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I just order one. I'd save a little more money because I already dropped a little bit there. Didn't want to get too crazy. You're someone I can talk to about sneaker culture. Huh? Oh, dude. definitely. <laughs> dude. Okay, great. All I've been day. looking for a friend in all the right. sneaker world. Let's, let's do it. None of my friends get it at all yeah no and then i got <laughs> judge me big time so we could have a little meeting because some sometimes the homies and i get mm. together and do a little you know sneaker talk of what's what's, okay. not, what's not you know real mm. quick i got the nike offlines do you know those the slippers uh, yeah 
How are those? Oh, my girlfriend thinks they're the worst things she's ever seen. And <laughs> everybody that comes over to my house is like, what are those? They're so bad. And I'm like, dude, I just spent so much money on these. They're like Transformers. <laughs> Yeah. You don't even need to use your hands. I'm like anymore. these are high fashion. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's been funny that high people, fashion. I'm like again. Hello. I'm like trying to show you guys pop culture, but my girlfriend's like a sustainable like farmer type. She doesn't give a shit about yeah. sneakers. <laughs> but what's awesome is when you get that nod from somebody else. You know, yeah, right? That's also like there. you do it. Yeah, you're not doing it for the lay person. Yeah, you're doing it for the fellow expert. You yeah, know, you're, 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 you're flexing on the homies. Exactly. You know? Some, sometimes like when you I, get the respect from your peer you're like yeah, yeah. everything no. was worth it no like yeah. salute to anthony at neon babylon but sometimes mm. you know because we don't see each other too often anymore and it's the first time i've really internet shop for sneakers because i mm. like to go somewhere try them on yeah see how i like them on feet and so lately just online he's like damn you straight flexing on me right now <laughs> and i was like maybe just a little bit you know <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you like step up my game. The, the feedback only matters from certain people if they yeah. understand. Yeah. Like if someone's yeah. like, oh, like that's so, like, uh, sh- shout out to Kiki because she was like, oh my god, like I love that you played. She was listening to the radio show last week because I loved that you play that song. Like I thought that song too. I'm like, <sighs> that's tight. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> respect. Yes, the random people More. still that's tight, but like. You know, when you're from your someone who knows, yeah. who's in the yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. some random guy. I've only gotten one compliment, maybe maybe more, but one that stands out on my Nike offlines, and it was some guy working at a coffee shop, and I he was like, "I what, see those offlines." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Okay, yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah." That's like with, with the students like my shoes because I'm like, yeah, you know, a 15 year old. That's like they're all about the you know the pop culture what's hot of the, yeah. the shoe game so and like they're like oh those are dope i'm like damn they are bro huh yeah. what you know about that <laughs> wow i've been fly yeah. since 95 son exactly god i would be bad at being a high school teacher because i would want their validation and approval so it's hard. bad <laughs> it's hard like it took a lot of practice to like not actually that's a lie i usually don't care what yeah. other people <laughs> but it's you know it's certain things like I remember when I was first, I taught at Reno High my first year, mm. and I was listening to The Weeknd when it first came out, and like they were like, what is this, you know? Damn. And now I just think back, like, all of you are probably fucking listening to Blinding Lights, huh? Right. <laughs> I put right. you on that shit back in t- 2011. What do yeah. you what? <laughs> oh, man. God, I'm glad I wasn't at school in 2011, because <laughs> I was nervous for a second. I was like, I hope that. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think you were, but I used to have, I've, I've become friends with a lot of people that were like sub teachers that were just a couple years older than me and i'm like i remember you because you were my substitute <laughs> teacher yeah so you know you don't have to be much older to be i mean those so those kids i taught are like 25 26 now so and i am yeah. friends with some of them yeah. and i've worked yeah. with some of them like one of my friends is dating <laughs> like one of them so it's mm. you know life life is life it's is weird, weird. Yeah. it's it, really weird yeah. that way when you get when you get old yeah i teach dance to high schoolers and i have that both of these things we're discussing. I've been teaching dance since I was 14. So there's a lot of kids that are out and they're in their early to mid 20s now who are like, You were my teacher. Yeah. Ho- like Miss Hoff or yeah. Miss Haley. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Miss Howell. Like yeah. my old- Hoff. No one in my life has ever called me that. No, don't worry. <laughs> As a 14 year old, could you imagine I walk into a dance, a hip hop class of all things yeah. and I'm like, Miss Hoff to you? <laughs> <laughs> Tracksuit Hoff. Yeah. Yeah, but they all know me as a tracksuit huh. version nice. for sure. Nice, it's a different side of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta have, you gotta come up with a a persona or an AKA for mm-hmm. that for that side of yeah. you. Yeah, God, I have so many 
internet personas and like alternate personas though. Good. Ugh. Good. Yeah. That's you know. Good. <laughs> I know you guys had like fifteen each in the, your intro, so that made me feel better. We're older though. Yeah. We're older. You've had a little I bit d- of time to accumulate yeah. some more nicknames. Oh uh, yeah. Also, the thing that happened over our our hiatus, I have one year left in my thirties. Mm. I, I turned thirty nine two weeks ago. So that's been happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's, it's been. How do you feel? Um, I'm cool with turning forty and everything. It's just like how old people, like younger people, are that, like, and pe- how people view me that tr- like trips me out. I'm just oh. like, I, I mean, meeting people who I'm like, oh, I remember you when you were so and so, or like my younger siblings, or just other people. Like, fuck. Like yeah. in my head, you're still 28, but you're yeah. like 38 too. Like, <laughs> damn, I live above some college kids right now in our house it's split into two and they, they're they 19 20 and i'm always <laughs> talk about like wanting their approval i'm always like hey guys what's up like trying to talk to them or like they're, cool. out, they're, yeah. they're always outside smoking weed and i'm like oh like i smoke weed too like <laughs> i'm cool i'm cool can i be cool to you guys yeah or like one day this kid he was like smoking his bong and it was he was coughing so much and I would like p- open the window and I was like, put some ice in your bong. Like thought I was being funny. And they look at me like I'm 80 years old. Right? <laughs> and I feel like you guys, yeah. I'm not that much older than you. Like, yeah. let me be cool. Got the crazy aunt upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like That's... I think to them, they must think I'm so old and they probably tell their friends, Oh, like watch out for the like weirdo upstairs. But I bet they don't have the, your shoes though. That's right. Like you, you know? definitely got flyer you know, gear than them, <laughs> yeah. but their track suits and, but oh. yeah, they don't uh, Same with my students, although I am much older than them, but like they have, no idea how to judge time or age or anything. I'm just like, I'm like, damn, I must seem so fucking old to you. But like <laughs> totally. everyone else around here yeah. thinks I'm super young. <laughs> like, yeah, like we're young still. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't feel like 36 at all, you know? What do you feel? I don't know. Probably like 28 <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I go. would say that. But dealing with high with, schoolers every yeah, day. It's different. I don't, I don't have <laughs> yeah. possible not yeah. to feel my age I just got to deal with a baby. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, wow. Mm. I feel like I'm exactly how old I am. I there think. you go. I think mm. I'm I'm 31, and I feel mm. like that's that feels right. <laughs> Got enough injuries and weird things <laughs> starting to happen that that feels yeah. valid. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation, yes. Haley. I think, or how? <laughs> I think we're gonna take our first our first break. Oh, break, yeah. To play Caesar's song of the week. Mm. Yeah. So my song of the week is uh, from new Benny the Butcher. So uh, just listen and enjoy, guys. Salute. Ah, the Butcher coming, nigga. Hey, yo, Harry, you crazy for this shit. The moose got the Harry Fry. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Told you. They don't make niggas like the Butcher yeah. no more, man. Uh. Interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. They think I be glorifying the street yeah, shit. Yeah, Not yeah, at all. yeah, uh-uh. And interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. I been glorifying how far we came, nigga, from the bottom. Yeah, the interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. Y'all niggas wanna know about it, though. Yeah, uh. I 
only do it for the gangsters. Niggas telling me I saved it. Quarter million for a tour overseas, I'ma have to learn another language. You the richest on the team, but you still work the hardest, make changes. I fucked around and got famous right when the dope game got dangerous. And my interviews talking plug talk. On my last album, I explained it. When a fork telling you to work, I can clean a sink out and then drain it. Uh, real niggas underrated. That's why we never celebrated. True story, got a quarter from my plug on the day I got raided. Held it down, I ain't losing. Think he told but can't prove it. You hear sounds of the pot scraping. Me, I only hear music. Cosign, I don't need one. I wasn't shooting, now I feed one. Hundred bands in the fridge next to a stick of butter and Capri Suns. My little bitch ass the fattest. Body like she work at magic. And since I'm rich, I deserve her. If she fuck a broke nigga, that's tragic. Uh, I flew her in from Houston. She listen to Scarface and Travis. Got the coat with the F's on the jacket. Got the kicks from Bell Harbor to match it. In interviews, talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah. Uh. In interviews, talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. In interviews, talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah. In interviews, talking plug talk. Got my name off a drug talk. Yeah. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Bilingual and a multifaceted. Chris Kringle when I'm in my baggage. 100 feet above average. By 21, I was a savage. By 22, I had a foreign. By 23, I had crashed it. On 24s like Mashburn. 25 letters on my dresser. Yes, sir. Club talk like a Tesla. Bow hard, Uncle Fester. Did this with no effort. Put you in the hospital and put logos on a stretcher. Glide on them like Drexler. Slide on them like home plate. Man, you need to know the cold gate. Getting cheese like Colgate. I can make the fuck rotate. I only care about me. I tell you, have a birthday on the wrong date. Turkey bags was my best friend. Body guard was an FN. I need a good rush to put a jet in. Yeah. And a foreign, that's my element. Got a scale to wear an elephant. Hellbound, but I'm heaven sent. And the bank bill belly me. Mean I'm laughing with the bag. Hit my plug on FaceTime. Make an order with my hands. Yeah. In interviews, talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh. In interviews, talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Ah. Yeah. 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 Welcome back. That was Caesar's Song of the Week. It was Plug Talk by Benny the Butcher featuring Two Chains. AKA Titty Boy. But the new Benny the Butcher, it is with uh Harry Fraud. I forget how he says his name, but like um produced by him, Plug Talk 2. This is like the single and Two Chains. Like, we were talking in the Hard break. Body karate. Two Chains has been growing on me. <laughs> yeah, he was on that Run the Jewels album last year. Uh-huh. And yeah, I didn't like, I would say six or seven years ago, I didn't like Two Chains mm-hmm. very much. But although he, I did like the album he made with Lil Wayne. Yeah. He's like, his innuendos are getting better. And I think he's just finally, now that he's in the mainstream, he could do what he wants now instead of, you know, like tailoring to like the younger crowd. He's in there enough. Well, he's, he's like, not young, heck, you know? No, he's an old man he, for sure. He's not young no more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. You know, people who knew him as Titty Boy, you know, know what's up. I love that name. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and like Benny the Butcher can't come out with anything bad. <laughs> That's like the thing. Or anything in Griselda. Damn. So. I was watching an interview with Anderson Pac, mm-hmm. 
And he mentioned Benny the Butcher is one of his favorite musicians oh, right now. Dude, Benny the Butcher is fantastic. If you guys don't know, you need to listen to him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm learning. Yeah. So uh, they're from Buffalo. Buffalo, gang. New, yeah, Buffalo, New York. And it's like old drug talk stuff. Kind of like Pusha T. Uh, Pusha T and like old Jay-Z and stuff like mm. that. Um, but they're very lyrically inclined. and like, Very grimy. Yes. Very old school, like mm-hmm. 90s style. Like 90s, the production kind of, but like modernized. It's, yes. It's a great mix of their influence. You can really see it. And everyone's like working with them. Like they're just like so hot. And like mm-hmm. Method Man has so, stuff with them. So like, hot right now. Yes. So, so hot. Mm-hmm. Hot magma. <laughs> Caliente. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. I'll go home and stream them all day. There you go. So I can be at the top of the culture trends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Caesar, world news. It's world news time. Yes, and more and more people are vaccinated. Things are starting to open up. Like we said, you know, in LA, you know, movie theaters are opening up. Like Marshall's, like when he said movie theaters open up, he went saw a movie for the first. He saw that the one with Rob Odenkirk. What's it called? The guy or something? Or that's like. Uh, it's like uh, Taken and Ke- like the Keanu Reeves movies. Oh, okay. The, uh, but oh yeah, okay, yeah. Where he's like the dude, and he's like a suburb guy suburban now. Suburban father, yeah. And then something used happens to be a where man. he like got me. Pull, try to get out. They pull me back. You gotta get back into that life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, th- like we said, you know, we just went on vacation. Uh, my uh, my parents are vaccinated. Vaccinated. Like more people our age. Uh, like salutes to Katie Bacham. She said uh, she like teachers in L.A. County were starting to get vaccinated finally. So I think uh, I saw yesterday it was four million people were vaccinated yesterday. So they're averaging over three million vaccinations a day. So maybe in a few weeks and no one's getting sick. Like people who've gotten the vaccine aren't getting the disease. So, oh, I did hear, though, in Washington, there's 100 cases of people with vaccines, even two or three weeks after they got their last one or whatever. That got COVID. Don't tell me that. But it's only it's only like little symptoms. But it's like a very minute. You know, it's like well, I mean, a hundred people out of like I think I they have say, one like, point four. They're ninety five percent effective. Yeah. So that means yeah. for every hundred people, five people, it's not going to completely exactly. work. Exactly. But they'll still get it. But at least they won't die. Like, yeah. it's like that's yeah. the benefit of the vaccine. Like they don't get as sick. Yeah, you're gonna a little like, and that's what they said. It was just like the they got it very like minimal symptoms some people didn't even feel it but it's just like the vaccines are doing what they're supposed to do yeah like Mm -hmm. that thank god for science yeah for real remember like last year this time they're like it's gonna take two years to get a vaccine and whenever here's the thing i've come to learn whenever people doubt science and there's actually like a sociological theory about this is like whenever they make predictions about the future and things getting bad what ends up happening is like science like we as humans uh, advanced science enough to make up for that. So I, I, that's what keeps me a little hopeful about climate change. It doesn't think the world's going to end in 30 years is that that's like how we evolve is like, we push science to solve our problems and that's our only hope. Science is our only hope Yeah. or Skynet or put, a, or put a lot of money into it. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's yeah. part of it yeah. is like they put more money, but like also like more and more people start looking at a problem and like, together as a human society we like solve these things yeah so i think 
you know, the COVID vaccine is an example of that. And like mm-hmm. the next time something like this happens, it will probably be even faster. So I, I you know, I was thinking like, imagine in 20, like, uh, cause it's 2021. I was like, look how much things have changed since mm-hmm. 2001 when I was a freshman totally. in college. Yeah. And I like think about how much they're going to change in the next 20 years. So yeah. gives me some hope mm-hmm. and the yeah, vaccine gosh. being, I mean, I got my vaccine shot like the middle of January and that, you know, things shut down in March. So mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking It's fast impressive. for a vaccine, you know, because usually it takes like, what, two, three years or something like that on average. It's impressive. But it salutes to all the scientists. Yeah. But if you need it, you got money because cash rules. Boom. Science. Science and cash. Science. Mm-hmm. The next thing's not very science. The Derek Chauvin, Chauvin trial started in Minnesota. The guy who murdered George Floyd. Um, and it's been wild. I haven't, I, like, people have been watching it. I haven't, I can't d- handle that. But the, they're, the prosecution, man, like, their they're fucking racist-ass fucking questioning of the witnesses and stuff has been pretty not surprising. <laughs> not the prosecution. The defense. The, defense. the prosecution is doing a great job. Yeah. The defense, though, because he has no defense. Like, even, yeah. like, yesterday, one of his, like, his supervisors was like, no, he shouldn't, he should have stopped kneeling on him after he handcuffed him yeah because like he's handcuffed you guys are over him like he's not he's not a ninja right so hopefully i saw someone post like hey we're all on the same page like if this guy gets off and i'm like like i wouldn't want to live in minneapolis if that guy fucking doesn't get convicted yes for real it'd be like rodney king all over again and i love watching documentaries and great music was spurned from those riots so You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, and that's why I feel great music is happening now because of yeah. everything that's happening. And usually when there's tragedy and stuff like that, it's like people look into themselves, people look into culture, and really good music comes. Totally. I've been finding so many good new songs and, yeah, coming out of this COVID race. I feel like it's only going to get better as we go through, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. next year. Yeah. As, uh, you know, everyone who's got all this pent-up creativity – is mm-hmm. able to process it and and make music. Mm-hmm. Speaking of music to my ears, Ooh. Major League Baseball has moved the All Star Game away from away from the state of Georgia, Georgia because they passed all those crazy voter restriction laws. Mm-hmm. So good cool. for you, baseball. Yes, and finally. Fuck, fuck you, Republicans in Georgia. Yeah, actually, take that back. Uh, all Republicans, <laughs> fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. And mass shootings are back. That's how you know things are getting better. <laughs> this COVID vaccine's rolling out, and the mass shootings have started again. America's back, baby. Guns, we're great again. Bullets, guns are ablaze. Mass shooting every week. Yeah. Things are back to normal. Oh. Open it up. Oh. No more masks are needed. Gosh, just Kevlar. Yeah, I can't even keep track. When I wrote this, there was the. Obviously, the big one was the one in, in Georgia where the guy mm-hmm. shot and killed like the the Asian women who worked in the in the parlors, which you know something we've been talking about yes. a while because mm-hmm. we uh, salutes the year of the ox. They're an Asian rap group duo. We listened to them for a long time. They made a song last year when COVID started about um, you know, all the videos movie. of like people you know harassing and bullying and beating up people of Asian descent. So it's something we've kind of talked about for the last year, and obviously check out the music video. It's called Viral. We've played we played the song, 
but uh, and then this has just brought it to a head and uh this is cool i was on so i've joined the democratic party i'm trying to get more involved we had like the the washoe county meeting like it was the first meeting i attended of all these people and i'm part of the democratic block black caucus but uh salutes to bill chan who we former guest homie bill bill mm-hmm. is starting an aapi Ooh. you know asian mm-hmm. and pacific islander caucus uh for the democratic party to uh, try and get more people uh, involved uh, that are of Asian descent and uh, get them, you know, their voice heard and and get them, you know, some representation with the party here and and you know with the state. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And um, Sean for president. That's baby steps right here. That's not, we I keep saying. Well, the next two know. things, the next two, two things, uh, people are like, what they want to do is they want to start a Hispanic slash Latinx. Uh, caucus and LGBTQ caucus just you know so all of these groups who aren't represented have some representation because the yeah the Democratic Black Caucus I think are up to like 10% of the people so getting more people involved because they need to hear yeah. I mean Everybody the first time I went to a, a Democratic meeting like four years ago it was literally there was like me Mike Sister Mike and then there was like four college kids and then everyone else was like over 65 so you you, yeah. know, you got to get more people involved. So right. it was cool to see, like you know, because it was a Zoom. So I was like scrolling through all the screens and like seeing people I knew. Like Alexis was on the call, Alexis Hill, and a couple other people I knew. So cool, getting more involved and you know, got to get that representation up and yeah. get your voices heard and diversify yes. these fucking systems of power. And, when, yeah. and if we do stuff together, it's gonna be a lot better. A lot, uh, you know, us farming like Voltron. It'll be way better. Than that is what it needs to be looked like. Mm-hmm. Voltron is a great analogy. Because they're all different colors. Or Power Rangers, for mm-hmm. those of you who don't remember Voltron. Voltron. <laughs> or don't, there's a new, there's a new version of Voltron on Netflix. It's on Netflix, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. It was like, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, that's what we do. We got to come together, be as one, and do stuff together. Make your voices heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing for news is former Trumpito lawyer Sidney Powell used for her defense in a lawsuit that no reasonable person would believe that the election was stolen, and they know that when she makes those claims, she's not really doesn't really believe them. Oh. And multiple, that's how crazy this shit is. Like, if you look at the court documents of what they're actually saying under oath, none of these people are actually claiming the election was stolen, but they'll go on TV and say it was. But when they were standing before a judge, they're like, no, of course not. I didn't mean that. Yet millions of people believe that that really happened. Yeah, because the average person is not that smart. They'd be dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And it's and it's, it's just tough and frustrating, you know? Because it's just like you try your best to educate yourself. and you, you know People are stupid, though. Yeah, and like, but that's what they wanted to do is just keep us dumb. That's why I'm a teacher. It's yeah. my personal personal battle against ignorance <laughs> just one student at a time yes <laughs> thank you yeah. on behalf well of obviously of i'm not doing a very good job <laughs> well you also only have like a handful of kids at a time that's true that's true i'm trying that's so hard more that's than, what more than the rest of us are doing the internet is so powerful and <laughs> yes. i'm just like because we were talking what were we talking Tick, about the other TikTok day tiktok is too much yeah we were talking about geography and it was like it was something with like the hemispheres and like something basic science. And he was like, well, how do you know? Like, what if it's just aliens? And I was like, what? We're, 
Why would you say that? Whereas you go, oh, I saw a video on YouTube that was, I was like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything followed with. I saw it on TikTok. I saw it on YouTube. It's like, what did you see on you? What did the YouTube video tell you? <sighs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You're, you're, you're fighting against the internet. <laughs> so it is very tough. Well, um, the next thing we wanted to talk about is a new podcast. I just had salutes to Sea Salt Brad. For sure. It's so funny because I saw it, the the podcast. I subscribed to it, but I didn't listen. It's by Open Mike Eagle, uh, who's a rapper. We've played him before. But he each season, he interviews like someone in hip-hop history, and the whole season is like an interview. So they're like super long. Like the first season was on uh, – the DJ that worked with like a tribe called I forget type called Coest and all these other guys, but it's I looked and I think there's like eight or nine episodes, so it's over like 10, 12 hours of them talking about all of his experience. Ooh, okay, okay. And then season two is is LP Ooh. from Run the Jewels. So like the first episode was like on Company Flow and his shit back in the nineties, but it's like super in depth because. Cool. I like that. Yeah, like imagine listening to you know I can't wait for the LP one would probably be good. But like you know when he gets other people on and does other you know like the amount of knowledge you're gonna get. Like what if he did Questlove or something like that? It's funny because we talked about it. I listened to the Talib Questlove podcast. Yeah, I did on, too. <laughs> on, the, on the drive, and it was just like you know Scott Storch was you know part of the Roots back in the day, and I was just like what you know. <laughs> so it was just like crazy. Yeah. So check that podcast out. It's called What Had Happened Was. That is the name of the podcast, and uh, yeah, my podcast list keeps growing and growing, and I have less and less time to listen. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's tough. It's there's so many out. podcasts, now. and there's so many good ones, and it's because it's awesome. It's just you could talk about whatever. Yeah, it's like any niche, anything you like, mm-hmm. remotely. My my podcasts fall into like three categories, and it's basically like hip hop, basketball, and then like. Science, because I'm a fucking science nerd. Cool. Yeah. And some history ones, I guess, too. But, uh, yeah. And then this just broke. Literally, as we were sitting here, yeah. right before you got here, uh, uh, Caesar got an alert for this. I, I looked it up on my phone. DMX is in the hospital fighting for his life after having a heart attack what? from a drug overdose OD, last yeah. night. Oh, no. Yeah. Right? Whoa. Where my dog's at? Yeah. Said mm. uh, he's in New York, and he... Is in you know critical condition, not doing well. Shoot. Had a drug overdose and then had a heart attack last night. Oh God, uh, yeah. that's rough news. But like, is it that surprising? I feel like he's been wilding out a little bit. And I also feel like people just kind of like I've always kind of felt worried about him or like sad because like if you know his story, like he had a terrible childhood and obviously like all the shit he does and like it like gets glorified and I'm like. No, like he needs help. Yeah, like, he's like acting out. Or yeah, something. like you know, like I saw, you know, like they did a documentary about him, and like he had like lost contact with his kids and then gotten better, but it's just been like a constant struggle for the you know the last twenty years for him, mm. and uh, I think some of it gets glorified and mm-hmm. ignored. Like no, like he's not cool for pretend, you know, being on drugs and pretending to be an FBI agent at an airport and getting arrested. Yeah. Like, that shit, like, oh. that's not funny. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I don't that's... know anything about DMX besides his music, so yeah. this yeah. is Yeah, and then, news. especially when you don't know what's going on with yourself, like, what are you going to do? It's just, like, drugs, you know? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, like, his childhood was super bad. Like, pretty sure he was abused 
but like lived in like a group home, was an orphan, like all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. So you know that childhood trauma, you got to deal with it at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's real. Damn. Yeah. Well, I hope he's um, comes out good. Yeah. yeah. And baseball season started. Let's yeah. change the subject for all you sports fans out I, there. I'm, I'm excited. You know. I mean, yeah. The, I've, I've the Yankees are like favored to go to the playoffs and maybe win the World Series. They're always favored, you know. But something usually Is that your happens. Team? That's my squad. Mm-hmm. What's your team? Giants. The Giants, and uh, they broke my heart the first game of the season. So, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I didn't stay up to watch. <laughs> Who they, they play? They were playing the Mariners, yeah. and I like I started going to bed. And it was like they were winning six to one in the eighth inning. You know, I, like brush my teeth, get my PJs on. By the time I like laid to go to bed, they were losing. Damn. Oh man. And then it went into extra innings, and I fell asleep because I was watching on my phone laying in bed. And when I woke up at 6.30 the next morning, I found out they had lost by walking the bases loaded and then walking Again. a guy uh. with the bases loaded. Oops. I know. Yeah. It's just the worst way to lose. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of not losing, Ooh. the Snyder Cut you guys, of the Justice League. You see that? No? I don't know. I don't know what that it's a movie. sentence was. The Justice League. <laughs> So no, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. So uh, you know we're we're some we're little comic book nerds, <laughs> comic book nerds. Got it, got it. And they released the Snyder cut of the Justice League. So Snyder had like family issues and he couldn't like finish the movie. His his daughter committed mm-hmm. suicide, like right before they finished the movie, and he left to deal with his family. Yeah. So Sad. they got uh, the guy from Marvel, um, Josh Whedon. Yeah. And he came in and did reshoots, and basically the movie ended up being shitty because yeah. it was like two movies made no sense. It was fucking terrible. Like, this movie makes so the bar was low. Let's say that yeah. with the Snyder Cut, this movie makes way more sense. It flows, but it's four fucking hours long. Whoa. There are some things I would cut out. It does have his stupid slow mo shit in it, overused with like Jason Momoa taking his shirt off in slow motion, or Hot. like yeah, like so. There's so many moments like that. But everyone loves the slow motion. That's the thing. Everybody like, loves yeah. it. Yeah. I understand the ladies love it. Like. Yeah. They do the same thing with Superman. Like they're like so many guys with their shirts off in this movie. And like yeah, Gal Gadot does get slow motion too as well. Yeah, but like I feel like hers is more. It's an action scene. Well, she also has her clothes on. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like like hers a- is more related to the story because yeah. she's like saving a bunch of and people a, from and bullets. A yeah. yeah, like Jason Moses, he's literally like. In takes, slow motion with hitting. music in the yeah. background, like walking into the ocean, taking your and shirt then a, off. And then a girl sings. Yeah, and there's like a girl singing. It's some kind of like Norwegian song or something. And I was like, where did this? Like, like, what is going on? Is this some sort of sex cult? Yes. I was like, am I in Skinamax? Am I watching Skinamax right now? Skinamax. I, I was like, yo, what? Why? And then like the singing was long. Yeah. I thought it was going to be That's what like I mean. It's 30. a four hour movie because there's like tons of shit like this. It's Dude. unnecessary. And I was like, my, like, why is she singing? We don't understand her. And he just like took off his shirt and was like, I'm out. I mean, look. If the ladies like, I understand. Like it's you were normally it's it's the women who are objectified in those scenes. So, you know, he's doing it for the ladies with all these guys like Harry C- Cable when he's Superman and like flexes with his shirt off in front of everyone. I'm like, I get it. Like you're trying yeah. to appeal to the ladies. Mm-hmm. I get like, it. I'm turned on. <laughs> like, like yeah, it's yeah. it's you know it's cool, mm-hmm. and it's just. That's why the movie's four hours long. Is you have some, you know, unnecessary five minute slow motion. <laughs> Dang, I have to be honest. I don't think I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> it's all right. Like I said, the yeah. bar's low. The yeah. movie's okay. The new movie. I'm it just, is four hours long. Yeah, I'm just but it's happy. so much better than the shitty version. Yeah, because like, so in the, ori- the original one, like Gal Gadot was definitely like, just kind of like 
just treated like an average woman and stuff. This one is like a little bit more backstory, a little bit more for all of the characters. Yeah, for character development. Mm -hmm. So like her, she's more badass, more like in the The movie opens with her, yeah, like being a badass as Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it it kind of gives some meaning to like what the characters are doing. Yeah. And like a couple of the Flash and Cyborg get a whole get more backstory mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, these people show up out of nowhere and they're friends, and then they go save the world. Yeah. And you're like, this doesn't really make sense. So that was the amazing thing. It's like, how did the studio ruin like a movie that was like you know average, and make it fucking literally unwatchable, like <laughs> terrible? Where it was like, man, do I want to keep watching this? Like the original movie. I was like, ah, do I want to finish this? Like, it's I just, mm-hmm. like, I just, like, at this point, I've seen, like, I just want to see how it ends. Whereas there's a new one, like, Samantha and I watched it, and I'm like, it was four hours. We didn't watch it all the way through. We took a break. But it wasn't like it dragged on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't The Irishman. Hmm. Well, I haven't seen that one, because that one's a little. That one's like three hours yeah. and 45 minutes, and it does drag on. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then I haven't seen the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is getting great. So, it's only going to be like six or eight episodes instead of what was WandaVision eight. Yeah. So this one's only six. And so, I, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm waiting six so I can just binge them all. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's getting good. There's so much things going on, and it's. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for a lot of people, but it's just. Yeah. It's, no spoilers. Yeah. It just. It's. I'm going to watch it. It's great. Like. Oof. And yeah, that's the cool thing. It's like we were on vacation for the first two episodes. So I was like, eh, uh-huh. since it's, I'll just wait two months and yeah. then it will be a glorious, <laughs> a glorious weekend, <laughs> weekend to, to binge watch. And it. there's been a lot of money. I think they're spending like three million episodes. So that's like Game of Thrones kind of money. Damn. So, mm. so everything shot well. There's the actions awesome. Uh, story's great. I mean, it's yeah. Disney. Yeah, but but when you're spending like you know Game of Thrones money, so it's you know. Buka bucks. Chump change for them, though. Exactly. My Disney stock keeps, you know, it's been going up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think this is a good time to take our second break. Mm-hmm. Uh, my song of the week this week is, uh, again, we've been playing him a lot, but he's been making a lot of new music, and I feel like we're going to meet him. That's my... It'll happen. Because he's from the Bay Area. He's not that big. Like, he's not crazy big. He's a great, he's obviously super talented. Collaborate has a new song featuring Coda the Friend. It's called Contact, has a music video. We're about to watch it. Just came out a week ago. And yeah, like, Caesar and I are going to stalk him until yeah. he comes on the show it's and funny, we become friends with him. The homie Maselli, he wants to do a song with him. See? Yeah. See? We're putting this out in the universe. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, listen and enjoy that. Salute. Lungs, the 
magic in my skin The weight on my heart, the flame on my pen The chip on my shoulder that's stacking on 10 The blunt in my hand helping me run from my friends Oh, you got a problem, that shit happens often Shoulder and that trying to chase my dreams It's so exhausting and I got haters acting like they ain't shit in they closet Well, since we here talking, I'ma empty my out Let's visit my house, no words really spoke Just me and auntie working to dig ourselves out of holes I wake up every day and roll what I got left and if I'm all out, I know there's some on her shelf I know that's fucking low, but fucking low is where I'm dwelling I gotta make it now, cause if I don't, there's no telling I was 24, still sleeping on floors Sneaking girls in, still peeking through doors They say I'm slated to make it, that's not on this bank statement But I never even hear them real men stay patient I've been here five years, grinding harder than you think, man So if pulling me down is even close to what you're thinking Just know I'm not afraid to die for the shit that I believe in I'm gonna stay forever, you the one that's gonna be leaving I'm gonna be heating up and you the one that's gonna be steaming I realize when I wake, my peace of mind might be in danger I feel deep in my heart, my biggest haters aren't strangers I feel their energy, they judging me for claiming Berkeley But it meant to me what Oakland meant to show when he was 14 I don't see why I'm defending shit that made me what you look at Shout out to all the ones that show me love at all the cookouts That accept me for me And shout out to the homie for selling me good weed You might catch a contact if you fuck around with me Hey, shout out to the ones that accept me for me And shout out to the homie for selling me good weed You might catch a contact if you fuck around with me Godspeed to the women that I fucked with Grand rising to the only one that I lay up with She in love with me and she don't care about no money My family say she gold digging I just think it's funny cause She the only one that ever understood I am a museum, she just come and look I am like a library, she just came to read She don't judge the books I be overseas, we be hella shook I be out for weeks at a time now Weeks turn months from apartment to a duplex New day, new stress Thinking about the past when everything was bad Got a baby on the way, a pregnant woman on my ass about the feelings I don't have in the bag I don't got yet felt like I was fucking up a few lives trapped in my mama crib baby baby mama I was out of it working out the basement glad I made it out of there I can move a mountain if I want to I can make somebody's dreams come true I approach the struggle like it's nothing new I lit up the tunnel, I take Coda in the rain And we be dancing in the puddles And he love me like a fool He taught me what is love Feel like I can never lose Even when this shit is rough Got a woman and she's strong And if we have a daughter, I ain't worrying at all I know she gonna be a queen Cause she following her mom Shout out to the ones that accept me for me Shout out to the homie for selling me good weed You might catch a contact if you fuck around with me Shout out to the ones that accept me for me And shout out to the homie for selling me good weed You might catch a contact, fuck around with me Back guys, that was Sean's song of the week, and it was "Contact" by Collaborate, featuring Coda the Kid. So smooth and mellow, like we said, mm-hmm. kind of melancholy. He's a great storyteller, yeah. very introspective, mm-hmm. and just raps about and talks about real shit, like real life. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, you know, out there 
talking shit is just grown. It's like fucking grown man music. <laughs> yeah, and he's always in a white tee, which I like. <laughs> Got that basic you know, West Coast style. He's from yeah. the Bay Area. Uh-huh. Knows what's up. Check out the music video. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, with Cutter the Kid too. I first time I listened to him was on his new album with Static Selector, and it was great. It's mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, worlds colliding. We're yeah. always coming up with the same shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by accident like staying in the same hotel <laughs> look shout out to the freehand too like that was a great place it, like I'm, I'm sad because the restaurant and everything was still closed but the hotel itself was super nice our room was super nice mm-hmm. like the bathrooms like everything was high yeah it was very it was, it was on point and like i think what we were on the eighth floor and i think there was like only one other we didn't see anyone on our floor the whole time and great view like in la it was a good time yeah, like ours, we did have a little issues at the beginning, but it's just one guy running everything, you know, when you get in there. So it's understandable. He's just, like, kind of swamped. Because, like, when we checked in, there was, like, a bunch of people. So he mm-hmm. was just, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, our he gave us a room. Someone was already in there. So, like. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Oops. cards weren't working. So, like, mm-hmm. I had to come back down and be, like, yo. But he just, like, gave us a bigger room. He's, like, yo, bigger room, same price. And then, so, like, it works out at at the end, you know, but it's just understandable. Their staff is so small now. I mean, they mm -hmm. just opened up, like, like two weeks Mm -hmm. before we got there. And they're pet friendly. Like, we took Frankie on our trip. Like, that was another thing. I mean, he just likes hanging out in his travel bag anyway, so he didn't give, (laughs) he gave no, like, him, like, riding in a car for eight hours is heaven for him like he doesn't have to move yeah he can just sit there we gave him like a little blanket in there so he can like curl up and you know he's a burrowing dog that makes him feel safe and secure Mm -hmm. cute all right it's meandering question time Haley, are you ready for this meandering question meandering questions okay we will ask you a question answer it to the best of your ability and then we will tell you if it's correct or not. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> this is a quiz portion. Yes. <laughs> Pop quiz. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Is this like rapid fire? No. Are that's you? why they're not called rapid fire. Cool, because cool, cool. We, they lead to tangents and stuff. We want elaborate mm. answers. Yeah. It, this uh, okay. is more of a essay. essay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Essay portion. <laughs> this is a short form. Yeah. Short answer questions. Yeah. If it was one of my tests, that's work. But uh, what's your favorite artistic medium? Okay. Mm. For myself to do or to take in? Uh, for your, either or. Yeah. I think it's probably it? the same. I think photography is still my most favorite to do and that I appreciate. Um, film photography at the moment specifically is what I enjoy and appreciate the most. I don't really know how to do, you know, I've never done my own printing or developing, but I use a film camera now and I feel like it's a process i love yeah because it slows you down it makes yeah. you more in the moment than like you just like you know yeah spray and pray kind of thing right well my phone too like having a phone in your pocket at all times i'm just constantly capturing whatever mm-hmm. i want um i also went on an analog phone for the month of december and january which was just mm-hmm. like an experiment because i was so addicted to social media i was like let me get off and it made me realize how i'm constantly taking photos on my iPhone and it was crazy to not have the ability to take a photo or a screenshot anymore. Um, And at the same time I grabbed my film camera instead of having anything else with me and it just felt like a total slowdown and it made me realize like how much more intention you put to things when you don't have that access to just capture. And my, I've got the like nicest big iPhone with the three cameras. The photos are great. And it's like, I, 
take advantage of that. And it's mm, really good though. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It's nice to play with the old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gives you some perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one. Uh, pizza or cheeseburger, veggie burger. Oh, pizza all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I have like cravings for pizza every other day and I, I eat it. <laughs> what's <laughs> your, what's your favorite pizza place in Reno? Oh, um, I live basically next door to Pub and Sub, so and Pub and Sub's been my spot forever. I love their um, all their food's good. Yeah. Tree Hugger, it's like yeah, you know, I've had the Tree Hugger. Energy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a unique pizza, but you know, as I used to just be a sucker for basic pepperoni, but not eating pepperoni these days. So it's either cheese or um, pineapple slice and jalapeno is my other go-to, mm-hmm. or the Tree Hugger. Nice. All right. Oh, do you have a favorite pizza place in the in the Bay Area? Oh my gosh. Um, hmm. Oh no, I'm forgetting the name. There was a place that I lived close to that was like bowling alley themed, but it wasn't bowling alley. Oh, okay. Something something Lane. Oh shit. Well. It's all right. Lane something. Look it up if you want. <laughs> Oakland in Oakland. Yeah, in Oakland. All right. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh. All right. Next question. What are the three essentials you can't leave your house without besides like, like your, your phone, phone and, and wallet? Mm. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what I have in my little pouch with me right now. A chapstick. Usually I have a little stash of weed and some rolling papers. Nice. <laughs> that's nice. <three> things. Yeah. <laughs> and usually I have my dog too. So that's today's a rare occasion. But um, <laughs> he usually comes with me everywhere I go. That's good because a lot of people, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, because you need stuff to go throughout to make it through the day. Oh, I also always have a water bottle because I drink like seven of these. Got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Got to stay. This comes everywhere with me. Yeah. I don't know how to not. I have a real anxiety attack if I like to go somewhere and forget a water bottle because I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to (laughs) die. If I'm gone for 30 minutes, I won't make it. And then you get very sad when you lose it. (laughs) Totally. Oh, my God. My old water bottle, yeah. I remember I, I lost it at the school. I like uh-huh. left it somewhere in the gym after basketball practice. I had like four kids looking for that shit like all throughout <laughs> the school. Like, all right, like you guys know what my water bottle looks like. Like you take West Wing, you take East Wing, <laughs> like go in every single classroom and ask them if they've seen Mr. Richardson's water bottle. I've got a now. fun story about a Hydro Flask that I found. Can I share that story? Absolutely. Yeah. So Burning Man a couple years ago, I was a little bit turned at like three in the morning out in the deepest parts that you can go it to happens. It happens. on your bike and just riding along, enjoying the scene and hit something and yeah. flew off my bike and like skid up my face. It was like a pretty gnarly crash, but funny too. And it turns out it was someone's hydro flask that had fallen in the desert yeah. that I hit. And so I was like, Oh score. Like this was a, this is not bad. <laughs> it's after an all. Omen. Yeah. This is like a sign. Amazing. I just got a $50 water bottle for free. Anyways, loved it. Used it the whole trip came back to Oakland at the time, washed it, and then saw at the bottom that it had, and it was one of the nice big ones. <laughs> and it had someone's name and phone number on it. And I was like, oh, no, I have to call. Yeah. So I called, and this guy happened to live literally on my same street down a block. Holy what? Shit. Yeah. Wow. And he was like wow. so ecstatic. He was so excited. He came over. We had a beer. We hugged a lot. It was like this really cool thing. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> that was so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I made a friend. I used a really nice water bottle for a couple weeks, then made a really nice friend out of it. And yeah. And you yeah, crashed. Just freaking crazy that he lived on Dude. my street. Like what are the chances of that? 
Yeah, the science on that is the, the odds yeah. are astronomical. You should have bought a lot of tickets. I know. It's so weird. Uh, all right, the next one. If you could have a superpower, one superpower, what would it be? Flying. I didn't. I, that's my quick answer. I think there's probably something else if I were to think about it more, but I've always that's wanted cool. to that's fly. A, I mean, that's a cool one. Yeah, who wouldn't want to fly, you know? I right. just look at birds with such envy, especially like hawks when they're just kind of <laughs> hanging and dipping. Just swaying. I'm and like, like, that is all I, w- I want to know what that feels like so bad. <laughs> just like tilt your wing. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just coast and level out. And, and like, and for me, I feel like for me on a bicycle going fast with the wind, like I yeah. can only imagine being like just free without anything yeah you know? right. and also when they go above the ocean and then they just duck down and slam into the water like that looks like a thrill that i would <laughs> take advantage of once yeah. once a day at least yeah yeah diving down there for those fish yeah. those bait balls yeah. <laughs> a little snack and a, it's yeah. like and a yeah rinse. there'll be like hundreds of birds and like a bunch of dolphins like no one collides with anyone yeah. It's like yeah. perfectly synchronized. I don't understand yeah, it's it. Yeah, insane. Nat- that- Nature knows what's up. Yeah, when you see 400, it looks like a swarm of yeah. birds flying in unison and dipping at the yeah, exact same Yeah, they never moment. collide with each other. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. Pure magic. But as soon as they get to land, they just fight over <laughs> over yeah. everything. Yeah, they're like one piece of bread and hundreds of them come yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, last question. Do you have a self-care beauty routine, routine or any products you use besides basic soap? <laughs> I love this question for me because I don't uh, – I'm getting one. I'm finally leaning into self-care for the first time as a 31-year-old. Good for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I just actually bought – a gua sha? Are you guys familiar with what that is? No. Okay. I've heard that name. I've heard that word. Though. <laughs> okay, cool. It's a rose quartz, like shaped, flat shaped, I don't even, tool that you just use to like massage your face. And, you know, because I'm starting to get wrinkles and I'm like got a lot of like stressed spots in my eyes from staring at my phone on a computer all day. <laughs> And I massage my face now every day after I wash and moisturize. I'm looking this shit up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It feels Sounds so great. good. It's shaped to fit your, it's got like a curve. A contour for your Yeah, cheekbones. yeah, and it feels so good. So I've just started using the gua sha. Uh, and um, yeah, besides that, I've just gotten really into cleaning my face more thoroughly and moisturizing. Shout out to Troop Beauty because yeah. that's yes. really uh-huh. where I... You know, having friends open a business, I was like, okay, let me start paying attention to support them. And then everything they post on the internet, I'm like, oh shit, like I don't do that. I need to like pay attention. (laughs) So shout out to our friends for educating me and getting me on my routine. Salute to you, ladies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just ordered some 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 face face shit for for myself off from them. Yeah, as Chelsea would tell us if she were here we all need to be wearing our spf daily it doesn't matter what skin color you have if there's sun out like we all need to be wearing it and that's something i haven't done yet so that's next on my list of (laughs) self-care just getting some spf to constantly be putting on yeah yeah i look at these people i'm like what is your what is your beauty routine like your face is so your skin is so like yeah blemish free and and it looks like it bounces back yeah i know but most of these people are on tv and stuff but like even jesus and meryl are good like uh, yeah, Jesus was talking about his his self care game. I'm like, yeah, I stepped up about using. I got you know beard stuff, yeah. face stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, it took me dating somebody who had a very thorough routine. Hard, hard same. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, it was kind of embarrassing the first couple of times we like spent the night together and she would take a long time to get ready for bed and I was just like splash some water on my face and be like, good night, <laughs> laying there waiting for her for a long yeah. time. And I was like, oh, shoot, I probably look gross in the sense that I'm like not doing anything. Yeah. And then she just started teaching me like what she did and it felt really good. So. I still kind it of feels do that's the thing, guys yes. and gals out there. It feels good. Like I, like, yeah. I started using, you know, like she was like, you, you know, like don't use soap on your face. Yeah, which yeah. is what I did. Like I got like actual soap mint for your face, and I'm like, oh my god, my skin like feels more. It doesn't feel rough when I get out of the yeah. shower. It's like yes. moisture. <laughs> it's clean and moisturized. Good. And, like, your body feels good. Exfoliated. Yeah. Like you know. What now are I your guys' routines? I need to know. So I have, uh, I have like. A regular face wash that I use in the shower. Mm-hmm. It's also it's a beard and face wash, and then I have another like deep cleanser that I use like once a week mm. that you can like put on and like leave on as kind of like a mask for mm. like ten minutes before you get in the shower. And then I have uh, I got like all natural soap that I use for mm-hmm. my body. I have shampoo for my hair, and then I have like lotion for like my like arms and legs and then like a separate lotion for the face Mm -hmm. separate like lotion for the cream for the feet Mm. and then i have uh nice thorough beard beard oil i have i have to have my skin moisturized like nothing bugs me more than having we live in the desert it's i'm cracked all the time like i moisturized before i came over here and you drink a lot of water and so like dude i look like i'm like 70 my skin is like not yeah. Another reason why I like the Bay Area. I thrive the water, there. The moisture. <laughs> On the trip, I was talking. So, so when I get slits to Charisma, I was talking when she was doing my hair. I was like, oh, my God. That was the best thing about the trip was like the water in Arizona and California was not so hard. My mm. skin was so mm-hmm. moisturized and yeah. supple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Like for me, I do like a bar of soap as the initial to get that initial filth off. Mm. And then I have this uh, uh, cocoa butter body wash. And then with the Sounds little loofah, nice. exfoliate, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't need stuff for my hair, but uh, <laughs> do you not have hair? <laughs> I, uh, it's a super short. So the okay, body okay. wash also works up there, you know, got it. Uh, two face washes, mm. um, just lotion, you know, and then beard balm when it gets out of control or when it's like super dry. Does it know? get dry under your guys's beards? So sometimes no. for and it helps with the itching once you moisturize. Because mm-hmm. if you moisturize, it just the itching goes way down. So, but sometimes it's just out of control and it gets a little dry. Beard bomb, boom, boom, boom. I never shave my beard shave. off, but I also, as you mm-hmm. know, like as I explained, use a lot of yeah. lotion. I also I forgot I use a uh, like this eye cream for under my eyes. <laughs> That's nice. Another yeah. thing, yeah, like just all sorts, you know. Yeah. About to, I'm. I want to look good when I turn 40, so. <laughs> You're on the right path. You're doing yeah. a lot of good things. Step it up. Step I'm inspired up to get a couple more things in my um, Yeah, routine. I didn't start this, this stuff till like I was in my mid-30s, so mm-hmm. you're ahead of the game already. I can't wait for you to get a gua sha. <laughs> <laughs> game is it, is it like, you said it was like a quartz, like a stone? Do you put it on yeah, like so cold? Like, do you keep it cold yeah, or warm? Yeah, you keep it cold and it yeah. just like feels Because like I like do that with like, I massage my face to like mm-hmm. relax. Because as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I know what that feels like. I yeah. like to like, especially like my, my eyebrows yeah. and Yeah, I get a lot cheeks. of tension in, in this zone. Mm-hmm. And so I take that thing every morning and every night now. And I'm just like 
flattening it mm-hmm. out and it yeah. feels so good yeah because the lady's into self-care too she like you know gets my pores you know and does mm. does her little thing she loves that she just suggested she's like we need we should do a pedicure i'm like yes i've got one pedicure before and, it, and i was like that was amazing <laughs> mm, it's so nice i know i never do it either but i when I have, I'm always like, why am I not doing this more? <laughs> I used to be like, I've never been into painting my nails. So I had never thought I would be into pedicure. But then you get one and it's a foot massage in hot water. And you're like, yeah. whoa, I've been missing out this whole so time. They go up the calf, you know? Like, yeah. Whew. I just got a massage this last week. Really good. Nice. That's another self-care. That's something I need to like, do. I need to do that too. Yeah. But. Yeah. Shout out to Erica at Ritual Massage. Okay. There we go. Best massage in town. Nice. Well, congratulations. You That's made the meandering it. questions. Yeah. We're done. Great. That's it. You, you answered Fun them. questions. Yeah, we try and mix them up from time to time. <laughs> but uh, before we go, there's a couple of local events we want to share with you guys. Uh, for those of you who have, if you have a daughter or a niece or know someone, Holland's Girls Rock Camp signups are going on right now. The camp is July 19th through the 24th. Uh, and it is for girls ages, I think it's 9 to 19. And it's super cool. They, like, work with musicians, learn instruments, and then they, like, have a performance at the end of the week with all the, the different participants. So check yeah. that out. Um, shout out to Steve. He had already signed up his uh, stepdaughter for it when I nice. sent it to him. Nice. So anyone else out there who has, you know, a girl within those ages, check it out. And then Caesar and I. Uh, mm-hmm. On uh, April 17th, it's a Saturday, Greenleaf Dispensary. We are DJing their 420 party from uh, noon until 420. Yeah. So uh, if you want to check that out, they have a raffle, all sorts of different uh, prizes they and have specials. The, the s'mores, the s'mores uh, food truck. The s'mores food truck will be there, which they make their they make homemade graham crackers. Yes. Yum. Yeah, and marshmallows for their s'mores. Like mm. he was showing us yesterday. Salutes to Tristan, yeah. who will be our guest next week. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll, you'll learn more. But that that's coming up. Events are starting. Yeah. We haven't had events to share with you guys. Can I shout out an event? Of Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. So that same weekend, the April 17th, the 17th and the 18th, Moberly, Michael Moberly, is doing a pop-up called Spring Zing that I will be selling all my new merch at my first event in two years. So yeah. Nice. Come and where would that be? At Holland Project. Yes. Nice. So yeah. come on the Sunday. Go to their DJing event on Saturday. Uh-huh. Then pop over to me on Sunday. Or yeah. go. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they've been doing it um, every month or so, every couple months. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing some sort of popsicle cocktail. Yeah. With like thing. Anna. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. And then before we go, fuck boy of the week. <laughs> I saw this guy. I tried so hard to get a picture. Like, so we were right as we were driving into Vegas, you know, I forgot what street we were on, but uh, it was like four lanes. And this guy, we heard him first because, like, you know, we're like waiting in traffic and you hear like this guy, like, vroom, 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 like in his car, like revving his engine. What and, kind like, of car? Truck? Car? It, so it was like a, a Subaru or something. Um, Cause he drove by like he like he was behind us on our right, so I couldn't see him. But like Samantha's like, "Oh my God, you're so cool! Look how fast you're going!" Because he came like zooming by at like seventy, you know, on like in like a forty zone. And like I look over my shoulder to see him as he's driving by, and I don't remember the car because he had a gigantic sticker that took up the whole back of the window of his car that said, "I eat milf and cookies." <laughs> 
And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I took my phone out oh, no. and I'm like, she's like, do you want me to follow him? I'm like, let's not get in an accident trying to get this picture. But, like, but try. But try. And I like took a bunch of pictures and like, oh, that's I, I, I know what it says, but like you couldn't really, because he was going so fast and he like literally and went from like, yeah, swerved all the way across traffic in front of us and like swerved. I'm like, dude, like the light up ahead is red. Like, what are you doing? And he had he had some shitty fucking EDM music blaring super loud, and uh, my guy. he had <laughs> oh my god he had a bunch like yeah. his uh, license plate cover had like like the thing with the panties dropping like uh, it, the, it was just um, man like horrible horrible right? I'm like dude the the craziest thing boy. about all of this is he's dry he thinks he's so fucking cool right I know uh, it's so crazy there's a a truck just like that that lives right by me that's got a huge sticker on the back that says something like I'd rather be coming than going but coming like yeah over uh, the whole back of the thing like come wow. on wow like, who told you this was a good like does your two do your two dumbass yeah. friends that laugh at that like think oh, like oh my god it's so disgusting wow is it C U M yeah of course yeah. it is and it's in some like why would it nasty be subtle at all? why would it be subtle at all <laughs> yeah. I can imagine uh, it's like squiggly lines or something. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's ripping through a shirt kind of thing. Oh my yeah, god, it's gross. Oh man, so this is all you fuckboys out there. <laughs> Cuffing season's pretty much over. Yes. so fuckboy season is about to start. Fuck yeah! All nice. you hot, gr- all you hot girls getting ready for hot girl summer, beware of those fuckboys because they're they out there in full effect. I saw some yesterday. Yeah, that was the thing. Going to the eddy, I was like. Mm. Oh. Yep, I've got to prepare myself to see some fuckboys out yeah. here. And that's, sure enough. That's the fuckboy zone. Yeah. There was, what, what, what's a group of fuckboys called? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a gaggle of fuckboys at the table across from us, and I was like. No, oh. it has to, like, the letters have to go yeah, together. Yeah, it, need, it needs some alliteration, but like, I don't like, know. Like a flock of floozies. A flock of fuckboys. A flock of fuckboys. There it is. There was a flock of fuckboys, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, mm. They flocking. They coming. Uh, this is like prime <laughs> territory. Yeah. And there's like a group of girls. Yeah. It's so funny. It was like, you know, I, like, you know, we're sitting there and it's like me, Nick, they got their Nadine, their four year old, the baby, their other friend. <laughs> Phil was there. We're sitting at our little table. And then like the other, like behind us is like the, the group of like fuck boys just doing fuck boy shit. Yeah. The Drinking flock slushies. Of fuck boys. Shots. And then there was like a group of like young girls like on the other side of us. And I'm just like. I can see like the guys looking at the girls, just like mm. being very aggressive. Fun. Uh, I don't miss those days <laughs> because I never had them. Yeah. I wasn't a fuck boy. <laughs> oh, but uh, Haley, thank you yeah. again for coming on thank the show. You guys. Um, tell the people if they want to find your stuff. Uh, where they can find you online and the podcast and everything else. Yes, yes. Um, so my stuff's all at Hoff Goods. All over the internet. Um, my personal account, if you want to check out that, is at Harry Hoff. Like I said, I work for Blackbird, and so the We'd Like to Talk podcast is hosted through them, but you can find it on Spotify and Apple and YouTube. Sweet. Nice. Last thing before we go, uh, if you uh, what say something to all the people out there, the last thing to remember about you when they're thinking about your art or going to listen to your podcast what do you want them to know about you um i was the class clown of reno high 2008 and 
that's the coolest fact about me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yearbook? Yeah. Yearbook official? Yearbook official. Nice. Yeah, that's the peak. <laughs> I peaked in high school, and right now I'm just trying to get back to that peak. Uh, you know, so many of us are. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what the the f- profound final word I have is. So long think... live the joke, you know. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again yeah. for coming. Make sure you guys check out Haley Hofgoods and uh, Blackbird Go. Obviously, we're fans of them here. Yes. And uh, you know, leave uh, a, a comment, review, like, subscribe on YouTube, on whatever your streaming platform is for podcasts. Share us with a friend because sharing is caring. Yeah, share with your mom, your cousin, anybody. Smash that subscribe button. Smash, hit the like, like whatever they all say. Hit those smash buttons it. down below. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Swipe up, swipe down, smash. Back down, forward, X, Y, Z. Swipe right. Yeah. Left, 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 up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, start, A, B. Half circle. That's it. That's the message. Clear as cut. Until next time, this is Sean saying peace. And enjoy the nice weather. Yeah, this is Della Photo. Uh, once again, just <laughs> Adios. Salut.